Chapter Twenty Two of Light on Life's Difficulties by James Allen. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Andrea Fiore. Chapter Twenty Two Light on the Truth of Transitoriness. It is well sometimes to meditate deeply and seriously on the truth of transitoriness. By meditation, we will come to perceive how all compounded things must pass away. Yea, how even while they remain, they are already in the process of passing away. Such meditation will soften the heart, deepen the understanding, and render one more fully conscious of the sacred nature of life. What is there that does not pass away, among all the things of which a man says, this will be mine tomorrow? Even the mind is continually changing. Old characteristics die and pass away, and new ones are formed. In the midst of life all things are dying, nothing endures, nothing can be retained. Things appear and disappear, they become and then they pass away. The ancient sages declared the visible universe to be maya, illusion, meaning thereby that impermanency is the antithesis of reality. Change and decay are in the very nature of visible things, and they are unreal, illusory in the sense that they pass away forever. He who would ascend into the realms of reality, who would penetrate into the world of truth, must first perceive, with no uncertain vision, the transitory nature of the things of life. He must cease to delude himself into believing that he can retain his hold on his possessions, his body, his pleasures, and objects of pleasure. For as the flower fades and as the leaves of the tree fall and wither, so must these things, in their season, pass away forever. The perception of the truth of transitoriness is one of the few great steps in wisdom, for when it is fully grasped, and this lesson has sunk deeply into the heart, the clinging to perishable things, which is the cause of all sorrow, will be yielded up, and the search for the truth which abides will be accelerated. Anguish is rife because men and women set their hearts on the acquisition of things that perish, because they lust for the possession of those things, which even when obtained cannot be retained. There is no sorrow that would not vanish if the clinging to transient things were given up. There is no grief that would not be dispersed if the desire to have and hold things, which in their very nature cannot endure, were taken out of the heart. Tens of thousands of grief-stricken hearts are today bewailing the loss of some loved object, which they called theirs in days that are past, are weeping over that which is gone forever and cannot be restored. Men are slow to learn the lessons of experience and to acquire wisdom, and unnumbered griefs and pains and sorrows have failed to impress them with the truth of transitoriness. He who clings to that which is impermanent cannot escape sorrow, and the intensity of his sorrow will be measured by the strength of his clinging. He who sets his heart on perishable things embraces the companionship of grief and lamentation. Men and women cannot find wisdom, because they will not renounce the clinging to things. They believe that clinging to perishable objects is the source of happiness, and not the cause of sorrow. They cannot escape unrest and enter into the life of peace, because desire is difficult to quench, and the immediate and transitory pleasure 
which gratified desire affords is mistaken for abiding joy it is because the true order of things is not understood that grief is universal it is ignorance of the fleeting nature of things that lies at the root of sorrow the sting of anguish will be taken out of life when the lust to hold and to preserve the things of decay is taken out of the heart sorrow is ended for him who sees things as they are who realizing the nature of transiency detaches his heart and mind from the things that perish there is a right use for perishable things and when they are rightly used and not doted upon for themselves alone their loss will cause no sorrow if a rich man thinks in his heart my riches and possessions are no part of me nor can i call them mine seeing that when i am summoned to depart from this world i cannot take them with me they are entrusted to me to be used rightly and i will employ them to the best of my ability for the good of men and for the world such a man though surrounded by luxuries and responsibilities will be lifted above sorrow and will draw nearer to truth on the other hand if the poor man does not covet riches and possessions his condition will cause him no anxiety and unrest he who by a right understanding of life rids his heart of all selfish grasping and clinging who uses things wisely and in their proper place and who with chastened heart and mind clarified of all thirsty desires remains serene and self-contained in the midst of all changes such a man will find truth he will stand face to face with reality for in the midst of all error there abides truth at the heart of the transiency there reposes the permanent and illusion does but veil the eternal and unchanging reality the nature of that reality is not my purpose to deal with here let it suffice that i indicate that it is only found by abandoning in the heart all that is not of love and compassion wisdom and purity in these things there is no element of transitoriness no sorrow and no unrest when the truth of transitoriness is well perceived and when the lesson contained in the truth of transitoriness is well learned then does a man set out to find the abiding truth then does he wean his heart from those selfish elements which are productive of sorrow he whose treasure is truth who fashions his life in accordance with wisdom will find the joy which does not pass away he will leave behind him the land of lamentation and crossing the wide ocean of illusion will come to the sorrowless shore end of chapter 22 recording by andrea fiori